What's up, Dunwoody? Lynn Deutsch took over as mayor right before the pandemic hit, and she's done an amazing job of holding things together in our city over the last year. We've known Lynn for a while now, and she's always been the biggest supporter of Dunwoody. She came on the podcast once before, if you want to go back and check out episode 123 and 124. And if this is your first time here, my name is Matt Weber. I'm a real estate agent with EXP Realty. EXP has doubled in size over the last year, and agents are leaving the traditional brokerages at a record pace. EXP is one of the only companies that awards your hard work with ownership in the company. So when I had my biggest sales quarter to start this year, EXP handed me more company stock instead of a silly trophy or a pointless award to brag about on social media. If you're an agent feeling stuck at your current brokerage receiving the same stupid awards and a pat on the back every year, give me a call and I'll explain why you should join me. My co-host is Justin Dyke, founder of PoolDues.com. Justin helped organize an amazing concert in the Village this last weekend at Porter Brewery and then after hours at Dunwe Tavern. That shopping center is really the place to be on weekends now. Um, live music is exactly what the world needs right now, and Dunwoody has it. Our sponsor happens to be located in the same amazing location. Village Orthodontics can be found a few doors down from the Dunwoody Tavern. Dr. Brett Friedman opened his practice a little over three years ago now, and he's really made a difference in our city. If you look at any of the school sponsor boards, Village is always at the top. He participates in all kinds of school events. They have a booth at most of the city events. Uh, Brett really knows how to market his business in the right way by giving back to the community. The Dunwoody Fourth of July Parade is getting more and more sponsors lately because it's just going to be an exciting year to be back. We missed last year and everybody wants to be a part of this year. So if you'd like to be part of that, uh, check out, there's a link on the website. It is presented by the DHA and Reporter Newspaper. The gold sponsors are the City of Dunwoody, NFA Burger, Discover Dunwoody, and EEP Events. Silver sponsors are Cap Concepts, Crema, Dunwoody Urgent Care, Dunwoody Animal Medical Center, Brightening Bins, Piedmont Bank, Atlanta Academy, Rotary Club of Dunwoody and Northside Hospital. The bronze sponsors are What's Up Dunwoody, PCID, Dunwoody Senior Baseball, Briggs Vision Group, DRB Development Solutions, Club Pilates Dunwoody, Dunwoody Pharmacy, and the Arc Pet Spa. Now, here's our conversation with Mayor Lynn Deutsch. What's up, Dunwoody? Welcome back to the What's Up Dunwoody podcast. Here we are with Lynn Deutsch at City Hall on location. On location at City Hall. Thanks yeah. for coming. This, this is, is where you work. I, this is where I live. I I work at home, it seems like sometimes, but I live here. But yeah. We're finally invited back. Yeah. This is the first time we've been in City Hall in a while. Why? A little there pandemic. Was a pandemic. Oh, yeah, I remember COVID. Yeah, I, I remember COVID. Is COVID over now, Lynn? No. Let's just get right into yeah. it. COVID is not over, but it's much improved. And, um, and the numbers are improving slowly. Well, let's go ahead and date this. What is today? The April 26th. It's, yes, it's so April 26th. things 26th. go bad, you're still Right. Well, okay. things go bad. I'm still safe because I said we weren't totally out of the woods yet. Okay. But it's getting a lot better. And um, on the national level, I mean, there's some exceptions. Michigan is in horrible shape. It probably has something to do with seasonality. We're outside and parts of the midwest they've had to still be inside because they haven't had they're still having snow sometimes and so uh and also vaccine rollout is going pretty well i think everyone who wants a vaccine has found a vaccine and now we're at the harder part of getting vaccines to people who want them but who don't know how to work the system and so dorville and dunwoody have just completed our first shared vaccine event for non-english speakers and anyone else anyone could show up and we have a second event on may 1st where's that at 
Um, it is at Corners Outreach, uh, Corners Academy, which is at the corner of Winters Chapel and Peachtree Industrial. Okay. And so we did. I didn't hear about it, we that. did well. It's targeted to. Um, we're partnering with We Love You High and the Latino Community Fund. So and it wasn't your target audience. No, you were not my target audience. That and we're not sharing. We haven't shared it. Uh, extensively on Facebook because we want to first prioritize the people who don't know how to uh, use Facebook or aren't on Facebook, for example. Mm -hmm. So we just did our first event this past Saturday at Dorville City Hall where 306 people were vaccinated. Oh, that's cool. So we're hoping to do another 300 and we'll keep going as long as we need to. I went to Morgan Falls. It was pretty smooth. Yeah, Morgan Falls. And CORE, who operates Morgan Falls, is also our partner in this. So CORE has come, came to Doraville City Hall. They're coming to Dunwoody. Um, they're a really good partner for in efforts like this. So, and so you kind of took over at like the greatest time ever, right? I did. I right did. into COVID? Yes. When people ask me how I like being mayor, I say, well, I don't really know what it's like to be mayor in normal times, um, but I... And certainly feel called to the work I've done the last 18, 16 months, whatever it's been, but um, three million years sometimes it feels like. But I'm certainly ready for the other side, like everybody else is. I'm yeah. ready to see what happens next. Um, and we, we as a city are very fortunate because unlike lots of communities across the country, we really kept going. We've had rezonings, we've had new projects, we've had new businesses open. There are lots of mayors you know, that I speak to across the country who haven't had none of that, even a few in Georgia probably too. Well, in play, in Metro Atlanta, um, outside of Metro Atlanta, there's not always very much happening anyway. But, you know, we've had new businesses open. We've had restaurants and um, we have a clothing store coming to the village. And so when I tell people that we're still having zoning and planning commission meetings, they often are surprised, but we've just kept going. Our staff, even if they weren't here at City Hall, has been working consistently. Uh, last year, we completed paving in a record time because there was no traffic. We started early <laughs> and finished really early, um, which was awesome. It, we're starting now for paving. We won't finish necessarily with such ease because traffic, as you probably have noticed, is slowly getting back to normal. In Dunwoody, Certainly Ashford Dunwoody is not back to normal at all because the office buildings, uh, employees, employers have not yet started requiring employees to come back. And we expect that will start this summer. But right now... When State I, Farm goes back. July. That's when it'll so get busy. It'll get busier. It'll get a lot busier. Um, and we kind of expect the full reentry will be this fall. Um, and so, but for now, it's a joy. Astra Dunwoody is easier than Shambly Dunwoody. Yeah. Who would ever think that? So. Well, um, what do you want to talk about, Justin? What well, there is going to be some fun stuff coming up this summer, right? Yeah. Back, totally back to normal. No, no masks, nothing. I didn't say that. Um, <laughs> I didn't say that. We'll wait for public health guidance on all that. There's lots of really important studies going on about masks. Um, we do know that outdoor is better than indoor. So um, by the time this airs, the arts festival will have probably occurred. Um, but we will be in person for our Memorial Day ceremony uh, at Brook Run Park on Memorial Day, um, the morning of. And then... Uh, well, Matt's big uh, 4th of July super spreader event, yes, right? Yes, stop. You're, you're doing the parade? <laughs> right. The parade is July 5th, just in case people... Yeah. Because, it, because it's Sunday 
is a July 4th and there's too many places of worship along the path to make it practical and people say well why don't you just do it later in the day and I want to say have you ever lived in Georgia in July July, because it would just be brutally hot Um, so it is the morning of July 5th and outside is great and I want to remind people that uh, this won't be our last 4th of July parade and if they're not comfortable with groups this is there's no obligation to come it's not like it's all in one place no and it's spread out right what two miles and if you're if you and even in our most crowded years of people on the side there are lots of empty spaces Mm -hmm. of course they have no shade so you may want to bring your own pop-up but under the power lines for example it's not usually very crowded it's you'll be able to find your own space uh, and we should hope that everybody kind of respects where everybody is and 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 a long time ago it seems like anyway but I guess it was just a year ago I spoke about everyone giving space and grace as we sort of began another phase of the pandemic and we're going to have to continue to do that right when rules change everyone is still going to have their own comfort level and what I hope is that people will practice kindness first and foremost and remember that just because you're at a certain point of comfort doesn't mean everybody else is and to take care in your interactions with people and um and to just always be kind first right kindness doesn't cost anything uh patience doesn't cost anything and and empathy doesn't cost anything and just to remember that because you're roaring to go and ready and feel very confident doesn't mean everyone else is and so just being kind but i own a restaurant and it's difficult it is we still haven't opened up yet yes. for, for dine-in yes because we're worried about getting judged by people yeah it's um what it, it has been very eye-opening the last year about um, about how judgmental people can be and that's why I talk about space and grace and also finding your own comfort level and not judging others who aren't at the same place as you that's really important right and so that but the pandemic is not over I, I think it's getting a lot better I'm I'm a realist but I'm slightly optimistic um, the public health people that I hear speaking every week are optimistic ish so that's good that's good. Yeah. One and two adults have had their first dose. Did you know that? Yes. Yeah. I felt much better after I got my first one even. Right, really. me too. So, all right, well, where do you want to go? You want, can we hear about the new park? Well, okay, so we, a couple of weeks ago, we announced that we were purchasing 10-ish acres, 9.6 or something acres on Vermac Road. For those who aren't familiar, it's the property headed um, down across the street and down from Vermac Swim Tennis. It uh, has two houses set fairly far back. I know exactly where this is. You know exactly yeah. where this is. And um, we we have purchased it. We're under contract. We have to do due diligence and appraisals and all that, environmental stuff. And then uh, we will own it, and then we will begin the process of figuring out what to do with it. So we bought it. Uh, as you're probably aware, the real estate market is a little insane in Dunwoody, and so uh, we're thrilled to have this opportunity to preserve green space. And for a while, it may just be green space. It, it, it may not have a purpose except 
to preserve green space. Uh, we have some other obligations in parks that we need to build first. And so, but you have to strike when the iron is hot. I hate cliches, but that's kind of what it felt like. We couldn't say, okay, three years after we build the Austin Park, we will come and buy this land because it wouldn't be there. Right. So, um, and there'll be lots of community input and design meetings and planning uh, eventually. There's not a huge rush. So I think everybody's excited about that. It, it seems like it. I think some people are confused about the price. Um, you know, it has to appraise, and so uh, like every other real estate deal. But um, land is expensive and in very short supply in Dunwoody. So, um, you know, we'll assuming it I appraises. Think it should appraise. Yeah. So what was the price? around 5.6 million dollars for about 10 acres but i think long term future generations of dunwoody will enjoy it and again it's not like these things happen every day mm-hmm. um and so it's it's a unique piece of property and we're excited wait did they go to the city first and say no they oh. put a for sale sign up what and yeah. someone was just driving by were you just driving by no so there's a, <laughs> no i was not just driving by um although i do drive by joe um, is on his bike Jennifer was driving by. <laughs> so a couple of council people heard when the gentleman that owned the property died and so we were having sort of casual discussions about what to do and then the sign went up and so it was like okay i guess we have to if we're going to do something we have to do it now and as Matt can tell you, real estate is, you know, now it's like, okay, we're taking offers up until this day and then we're going to open them or whatever. So we were involved in that process. So swipe it up, swipe it up. <laughs> so that's what we did. So it's, it's very exciting. Um, I was pleased with the reaction. I wasn't sure what to expect. Um, I was really pleased with the reaction. Nobody can hate on parks, really. Was there a contingency where you had to sell your other park first to be able to buy it? <laughs> oh, no contingency. Yeah, there's no, there's no contingency. No contingency. no contingency. Plus, we're definitely not selling any parks. Yeah. Um, we're definitely not selling any parks. Did you write a letter that said, my grandparents are going to live here and so we, please sell well, that? <laughs> well, the family was actually quite, and seriously, the family was actually quite moved that it would be a legacy. That's cool. Yeah. So I was, I was actually surprised that that swayed them because, you know, estates, but they apparently were quite pleased that we were going to preserve it as park. And, you know, think how long that gentleman, he could have sold it decades ago and he chose not to. So I think they were actually quite pleased that we were going to preserve it. I, I do think we pulled a little bit at the heartstrings. Yeah, well, that's cool. Um, what? So that's a big deal around Dunwoody. What about the village? Can we talk about so the village? We can. Anything so, new happen there? So stuff is happening. Things are happening. And um, the uh, Development Authority is funding the courtyard, which is, if you're looking at the village, it's to the right of Fresh Market. I, I don't know that everyone knows exactly how that space is defined. But um, a long time ago, there used to be a Mexican restaurant where there's a dentist and um, and there was a toy store on the opposite side and there was a lot of activity and it's been very quiet for a long time. And so working with a local uh, restaurateur, restaurant developer um, and Regency is a great partner these days and um, the development authority, they're gonna redevelop the courtyard. The first step is they're gonna paint it and freshen it up, Regency is, 
and then they're going to um, uh, David's uh, the restaurant tours. First project is a wine bar with a food truck from his restaurant, um, and it will spill. It's at the front. Well, it's at the back. Depending on how you're looking at the village, it faces the side that faces the um, post office. That side and um, will spill out into the courtyard. There's gonna be music, either piped in or live music, depending on what's going on. And there's a lot planned furniture. Uh, lots of different things are gonna be happening there. And it's the, his plan is to eventually put restaurants or retail in all those storefronts. Yeah. So it's exciting stuff. I think there's gonna be a lot more outdoor Yes. events and dining just in general from the, here on out the developers that we've been meeting with for different projects including restaurateurs are convinced that people want more outdoor dining which i think is kind of true before the pandemic i just think we were willing to wasn't go without before, wasn't yeah. forced but we were willing to do without we would walk into restaurants and there's lots of people in the restaurant industry who think for a certain percentage of the population restaurant dining has changed i I don't know that they're right. I don't know that they know for sure. But when given a choice, when the weather is nice, I always choose outside. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of other people do too. In fact, we ate outside last night in the village at the tavern. Lots of places were packed for 6 o'clock on a Sunday night. We were really surprised. I mean, it's not the first time we've been there at 6 o'clock on a Sunday night and everything was packed. When the weather's good, um, people really want to eat outside. Yeah, we were at Los Hermanos at that same time. Yes, well, Los Hermanos was packed a lot of people there and yeah they've added they've added several pic- somebody's added several picnic tables there additional picnic tables and those were packed it was yeah. a lot of people someone so, and village burger well, someone well i don't know we up. don't know so we don't know it wasn't us it wasn't the city and so we don't know if it was los hermanos or the uh property owner yeah. so but either way well, we started at village burger that was our first yeah can we talk night. about the picnic table project yes, absolutely what is, that, what is it called the picnic table project is that what it's called it's okay. called and it's awesome um I call that's one it of my o- favorite things that Dunway's done right. throughout the pandemic yes it is a great legacy um it's award-winning because we won a, a outside the box award. outside the box award we won a visionary city award from the georgia municipal association um recognizing it as something innovative during the pandemic and but it's legacy they're going to be there long past the pandemic Mm -hmm. you know we started when the pandemic started and it was clear that we had to restrict indoor dining at least temporarily the obvious solution was to expand outdoor dining so we um we first passed an ordinance that allowed kind of waived all the rules about outdoor dining and then economic development decided they would provide some extra tables and then we partnered with different organizations throughout the dunwoody area to either paint them themselves or bring in artists or both but that wasn't the original plan was it didn't it no well change uh, a little bit to that well it was originally get the tables out and see what we can do with them and then it kind of evolved into this big community project and if you look at the uh, tables as a whole they really tell a great story about Dunwoody Mm -hmm. you know from uh, I was I was on North Shaliford at the Thai place recently in the library friends of the library had commissioned a table yeah i like that table. and so they they're just all kinds of great tables and they really tell like the story plus they really are our first public art you know they're they're 
they're each each table individually is a piece of art mm-hmm. and so um, I was I'm just really excited and when you go to the village uh, people are and everywhere else people are sitting on them and eating on them and uh, and I just think it's awesome I love that Los Hermanos, Los Hermanos decided that that public art was actually table 15 for right. the, the well, and that's actually I, I was surprised that outside of Los Hermanos and Vino Venue, which also did the same thing, that more restaurants didn't. Well, of course, we have a lot of fast casual restaurants where you get your own food, certainly Breadwinners and um, Night High. They've all using them. But I was surprised that more restaurants didn't sort of pull them into their seating. But again, they're being used. Um, and we were, uh, after dinner last night, we drove back through the uh, other side of the village and lots of families were eating Brewster's sitting at the picnic tables there mm. and so and Regency is planning other improvements in the village which is good too and they're trying they're trying to work with us to figure out how to make it a place where people want to linger longer that's my goal um, that should be all our goals because if people stay longer they ultimately spend more money and so last night people definitely were hanging out which is good and it's not the first time i've seen that i've seen it a lot during the pandemic yeah there was a lot of talk about art in dunwoody and the picnic table thing kind of came at the right time i feel like as as the first step we appointed um our first art commission in this year not the first of this year the first ever art commission for dunwoody when we put out a call for applicants I was just blown away by the talent we had in Dunwoody that I didn't even know about. And so uh, we are able to harness these really experienced people. Uh, One of our members designed, uh, worked for the city, worked with the city of Sandy Springs and did the art park on Abernathy. I don't know if y'all have seen that. Yeah, that's a cool one. And um, another was president of the Atlanta Association of Architects and another worked for Georgia Tech and others have lots of different experiences. And so I feel really fortunate. Um, I think they're going to be great guiders during this sort of renaissance of what we want Dunwoody to be next. Mm -hmm. The pandemic um, has afforded all of us, whether it's personally or privately or governmentally, to figure out like, okay, we've just lived through this or we've we've managed to get to the other side of this when it's over. Um, And now what? You know, we certainly, for me, we were already, Dunwoody was already on a path of change. This was somewhat of a pause, and now we get to go back to where we want to go. And so I'm ex- I'm excited about the opportunities that are going to come, and for the people in Dunwoody that have been willing to lend us their time and talents. The art commission is still getting their feet on the ground, I guess, for lack of a better expression. We're all still trying to figure out how it's going to work in Dunwoody. I'm actually participating in the Art Leaders of Metro Atlanta program through the Atlanta Regional Commission, and I've already learned a lot about how some communities are doing things, but there's lots of different approaches. Um, I think over the next year, we'll do a lot of exploring and figuring out. Um, there is They've already made their, their first decision. They approved uh, a mural on the side of the Sproul Arts Center. So one of the goals that Spruill has for their Shambly Dunwoody property is to make it feel much more like an art center rather than an old 
old, old elementary school, which is what it was. And so they asked for and received approval for a mural they, uh, they are paying for. But there will be different, we haven't gotten to the point of figuring out exactly how we're gonna commission, what we're gonna commission, and, um, and they're still working on all that. Okay. The, proce- the process picture is still being defined. Yeah. But it comes at a really good time because uh, I think people have Most embraced it's the picnic. It's yeah. outdoors, and I think people have embraced the picnic tables and see the potential for color. You know, someone, I think it was the tavern has added, they were down last night because it was so windy, umbrellas on their tables at the front, outside, and they're bright primary colors. And that alone makes the area feel much more alive, I guess, and festive. And so small things can make a big difference, and that's where public art comes in. Yeah. And then apparently, though it's not my generation, Instagrammable things are very important. Well, it's all about the gram. Right. So it's all about social media. And so uh, looking towards some of that as well to get people to come. Well, and the music, uh, the village has a lot of public music now, too. Have you gotten any pushback from people in the branches about the, the, you know, the concerts? I haven't gotten any any pushback. and, And I have an idea in my head that I haven't figured out how to do, which is talk to Regency about it a little bit, which is a one-day kind of music festival at the Village where there's different acts in different parts. Mark Gallegos would love to help I think that. that's coming May 15th, whether you plan it or oh, not. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I, you know, the, the, the private <laughs> sector... That's okay. The private sector is a great partner, and we totally depend on that. That's our shape of government, form of government. My, my goal because I do think Dunwoody has done an outstanding job supporting local businesses. That's the feedback for I've sure. gotten. You know, I called every business we could find a contact for. And um, nothing's perfect. Certainly there's been some incidents that aren't perfect, but I think that my goal is to get people to keep those habits up as we leave this time. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, talking to Regency, not just about the courtyard, but ha- what we can do with the green space by Marlowe's, you know, what could happen there. Karen, Karen Cannon put some tables out. Yeah. And so, you know, how do we activate that space? So we've, we've made it, I don't know if people even remember, because it happened right at the beginning of the pandemic or right before the pandemic, we have open container where you can get a glass of wine at one restaurant in the village or a beer or margarita and sit in front of another one while you wait for your table. And that's, you know, the vision of how we get people to say, this is where we're gonna spend our evening is is still a big goal, but it is, and a lot of people have, you know, there's not a weekend when the weather's nice that the village hasn't been packed. Yeah, I kind of forgot about that, that we had the open container. Yes. I remember when it passed, but I was looking yesterday at Los Hermanos, everybody was kind of, walking around right. that area with their margaritas right. I was like is this okay I don't even yep know, it's okay and um, cool. we have a sticker that uh, they can put on cups and then we're getting ready to do it there's some redevelopment planned in the um, target area shopping center called ashford lane and the street that runs in front of outback and uh, hobnob is going to be closed and turned into a lawn and we're getting ready this spring to make that area open container as well and they have lots of plans for restaurants and 
maybe later this spring you could have them on your show. Um, they have lots of big things planned, um, including public art, and it will become a lawn, which I think also helps, right? People mm-hmm. have people want to hang out, but they don't want to really want to hang out in a parking space um, while they wait for their table. So I'm excited for to see what, how that. That area's got such possibility. What was it? Cheeseburger in Paradise? Yeah, it's been empty forever. And so that's actually, it's going to be two restaurants now, apparently. And they have good, they have good plans. They have good plans. And so it's exciting. There's a lot of exciting stuff happening. And then High Street is also going to come forward for their open container as well. Has anything happened with High Street over the last year? Well, they... They suppose they're as close as they've ever been, which you decide <laughs> if that means anything or not. And I think the AJC just announced that they're finally moving out of their office building. Yeah, I saw that. And which was like a month to month lease at this point. Yeah. Um, and so, um, you know, I think they're getting closer to doing something. Um, I expect something maybe. A, I mean, they put fence up, so we'll see. But they're but but. The restaurants want to know that they can do open container, so that'll that'll be good. Yeah, that'll be good. Cool. And then you can have music, and you can pick you know you can pick up a glass of wine or a cup of beer or your margarita and take it down to where the music is. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I, there's a lot of music that wants to you know a lot of people want to play music around here. Yeah, I think Mark has found. A whole bunch of people that want to, you know, right. use that amphitheater. During the pandemic, we were one of the few cities that didn't totally shut down our parks at any given time, and it was important to me to keep them open. Um, it was also important to me that we not reserve our public spaces because people, if you went to Brook Run or Pernishal or any of our parks, people were trying to distance at different times, and if we had reserved our our venues, it would have left less room for people to spread out. So it's fine if people show up and use a space if it's available. That's why I wanted them to be available. I think that, you know, as we leave this time and head back towards normalcy, and we had talked about it as a city council about how we want to manage our facilities, I don't think we made firm decisions because if we let everything be reserved all the time, it takes away the ability of the general public just to pop in. Mm. So it's all a, it's all a, you know, find balance and we'll get there. But I, we are excited to have whatever we're going to have to kick off the amphitheater, and we're glad that people are finding it useful now. Those soccer fields came at the perfect time they for did. the Weber family, too, because, you know, both my kids play soccer and we've been there the entire pandemic. And it is, it's nice, like, there's a lot of people that are cautious that use their chairs and put them up top right. away from everybody. And so, you know, parents can sit and watch from afar and the kids can go down and have a good time. I, you know, I think that's, I think that that's where we are now, mm-hmm. and I think it's great, and I'm glad. I know the fields are getting used all the time, and I yeah. think that's awesome. And 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 they did opened, and we opened everything kind of quietly. We did a semi virtual. We were there. Council was there. Ribbon cutting spread out, um, and you know the park. It, Brook Run is busy in a really good, positive way. I mean, mm-hmm. it, during the pandemic, it has the parks have been open um, and people have been able to find you know I saw people I commented a lot um, if you read any of my readings uh, that people were finding nooks and crannies of that park that I don't think they would have discovered except in the pandemic you know they were looking for a place to spread their family's picnic blanket out 
and kick a ball and they really were using every inch of the green space which is what we want which doesn't always happen so again you know I'm always looking for the lemonade because this is Dunwoody and we make lemonade out of lemons and that's one of them right that people have figured out ways to use our parks and squeeze every bit of green space out and it was always such a great sight mm-hmm. um, to see when I would visit or walk over it's I can walk to the trail from my house so um, I was often doing that during the pandemic, or we're still in the pandemic, but during the early days of the pandemic, how's that? Yeah. The most intense times. It's going to be a fun summer. It's, you know, I think so. I think people um, you still need to be cautious, I think, um, but I think we are headed in the right direction, and, you know, getting vaccinated is important. The more people that are vaccinated, the harder it is for the virus to spread. And so, you know, we all are working towards that goal of getting more people vaccinated. And so, and making it easier and more accessible um, because the research is showing that there's still a lot of people out there who wanna take the vaccine, they just don't know how to access it. And so for me personally and for the city, that's what we're gonna focus on from here on out, you know, is helping people locate shots or doing our own vaccine clinics or part certainly we'd partner with people we wouldn't do them ourselves but that kind of thing you know how we get to the end of the demand yeah is important and then i you know i think food trucks will be back at some point and um there's going to be some shocking crowds this summer i mean even just with the um the swim and tennis clubs and and swim meets i mean they're planning on doing the you know the usual in-person stuff and yeah. they're and they're trying to lower it and, and have parents out in the parking lot with it, if their kids aren't in the water but you know that's going to fall apart <laughs> i don't know you know i think some things maybe will stick around and people might enjoy not being on top of the swimming pool if they're except for when their kids swims i mean yeah, i think there'll I be some Dunway north like when we swim you guys it's virtual so we'll be swimming at our pool you'll be swimming at your pool really yeah i didn't know that mm-hmm. well then i guess it's on a per yeah so that'll spaces. cut down, I mean, half the crowd. Right. Right. And I, and I think that some things like, you know, uh, some restaurants are going to permanently expand. It's not my place to share, but their outdoor seating, they're going to re, excuse me, they're going to redo it. Regency is working with some of their restaurants um, and others are working. Uh, I love what LS Tech has done. That's a yeah. great space now. Yeah. And it has a new name. Uh, it's not LS Tech anymore. It's they, they, we, oh yeah, I know. Yeah, so it, but it's Chipitos, yeah. Was he saying he's going to keep changing the name? Well, no, I think he's kind of going back to LS Tech because that's what everybody knows it as. Right. Well, we, it, let's get Darren in here and we'll right, figure it out. Right. Right. So, but he's done a really nice job. Yeah. He's done a really nice job with his outdoor space. He got an alfresco grant from the city, so the city gave two or three different kinds of grants. I guess two to small businesses. One was. Uh, help them pay their rent and utilities from during the year of uh, during 2020 um, we gave away 2.1 ish two point over two million dollars and or we're still I think we're still writing checks but that was our goal and we did the alfresco grant which allowed which I thought was such a good idea which allowed restaurants to submit receipts up to five thousand dollars for us to pay for improvements and it wasn't just restaurants it was small businesses so we helped some athletic clubs health clubs uh, that wanted to buy tents and heaters or whatever they needed for outside Um, we still have money left in that fund and now we're 
looking to maybe pivot to help uh, the real estate companies beautify their own like the spaces overall to make them more welcoming and we're starting to work on what that's going to look like um, you know our goal my goal was to help businesses get through the winter I think we did that also it was not quite a terrible winter which was helpful too that interspersed between the really cold days were days that were pretty enough to sit outside and eat um, and again I'm so and and of course picking up and taking home I'm so grateful for the Dunwoody community to really working hard to support their favorite restaurants. Yeah, I remember when this started, we thought everybody was going to shut down. Yeah, like permanently. And and, I'm, and, and there really hasn't been that many mm-mm. around town shut down. No, um, and we're looking to do if if we can find a speaker. There's money in the American Recovery Act for restaurants, and so we're looking we're looking for a speaker. Just to and then invite local restaurants and anybody else to come to listen in like it would probably be zoom on how to access those funds so the federal government has acknowledged that restaurants really took it on the chin mm-hmm. and so we're, we're interested in connecting more resources to our small businesses um, and so you know I think that we're moving in the right direction it's a year ago I don't think we any of us understood what was happening yeah and certainly had no comprehension of how long it was going to last and you know where where we would be um, now and it was about exactly a year ago that I announced that people should give space and grace because this is about when things were changing in Georgia and people were not handling it so well and um, and so and, and I think for the most part I don't get a lot of complaints about uh, people and how they're treating each other in Dunwoody and I hope that continues you know I think that if someone's wearing a mask you know and and that makes you angry which I don't really understand you just need to walk on by just like a Facebook post that makes you uncomfortable just scroll on by Um, let's let's all lead with kindness and grace and with our businesses too I think it's important for everyone just to practice patience yeah Well, speaking of Facebook, that Dunway Community Forum, I love that you are part of that. Mm-hmm. And every time somebody comments, you or not every time, right. but a lot of the time you have, you know, the right information. Because sometimes people will post and ask a question, and then it's like three random people post stuff yeah. that's not true. And yeah. then you can kind I, of chime in I and try hard clear to, it up a little bit. I try hard to let people figure things out for themselves. If, but if I know the answer, I'm not going to sit there and say, oh, you're, I'm going to wait 30 minutes and see if you get the answer right. It's easier for you I just to get the answer. Yes. I, what I try hard, it, social media is a terrible place to have a conversation. Mm-hmm. It's just it's terrible. I don't think people read the comments. Um, I, I try to answer questions. I, I try not to engage in arguments because there's no reason for me to do that. Um, and I have one of the upsides of the pandemic for me is that I've met in a virtual sense lots of mayors from all over the country and we all sort of struggle with the same thing with social media and and particularly you know when to engage and how to engage and do you answer quite like if you put up a post and someone asks a question do you answer it and do you not you know how do you engage and and most of us arguments are not worthwhile yeah 
And, um, you know, my goal is, especially during the pandemic, I've tried really hard to be an accurate reporter of what I have access to uh, in the beginning of the pandemic, really up until the end of 2020, there was a lot, we were having a lot of meetings that the public wasn't necessarily accessing. And so, you know, I started at some point in April, I think, just taking copious notes and then trying to consolidate them into a weekly Facebook post where this is what we're hearing, this is what I want you to know. Um, I've tried hard to walk a fairly balanced line of here's what you need to know to make the choices that are right for you and your family and your community. I think only a few times have I had to use my mom voice, um, which is hard to detect in Facebook posts, it turns <laughs> out, where I'm like, I'm a little worried, people, things don't look very good in Dunwoody, you know, we're 8% of DeKalb's population and we're 20, this week we're 25% of the new cases, let's try to do better. But, um, you know, I think that trying to be very measured and factual has worked well for me and, and it seems to be well received, so. Yes, and I think I, most people agree that you've done a real good job uh, since you've taken that. over. And I try in a tough time. In a tough time. And I'm trying to sort of transition people back to things are going to start happening. Um, you know, we're going to proceed carefully and use public health to guide our decisions. But, you know, outside is good. Outside is really good. Inside is a little more questionable, but outside is good. Maybe one day you'll look back on all this and it was really exciting when you're dealing with people like me emailing you about flooding roads and you're like, ah, well, the pandemic was way more interesting yeah. than this stuff. <laughs> so I, I had, um, the other night I was talking to a bunch of mayors and somebody said something along those lines and she said she's gonna think about it as, well, I survived a pandemic and nothing else. You know, yeah, I, let, yeah. my, I let a community through a pandemic, everything else is gonna be like a piece of cake. And I'm not sure that's true, um, but this certainly is, has to be for every mayor there was a great article in the new york times a few weeks ago sort of about the reality of mayors in america and it has not been easy um there was and and i told this group of mayors that i'm involved in that if there's not a if we don't as part of the process participate in some kind of look back and document things so that people learn from what the mistakes or the things we did right um so that no mayor should have to go through this twice. So 100 years from now, if it happens again, they'll be able to pull out a book and say, this is what worked and what didn't. And so, because I think we've learned, you know, what we knew, I mean, from a public health perspective, you know, we were, lots of people were washing their groceries, wiping their groceries down until they were told it wasn't needed. There's and lots of- And not wearing a mask. And not yeah. wearing masks, <laughs> right. And so we've learned from a public health perspective, but also just from like a community perspective, how you, uh, communicate and what's realistic and you know I tell people you know I tell people that there's a balance you know that that we have to find that balance and and as a community I think Dunwoody's actually done a pretty good job yeah well cool that's probably a good point to wrap it up absolutely thanks for uh, thank meeting you. with us you're yeah. welcome thank fun. you doing a great job appreciate it